This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, welcome in everybody to another edition of Future Brew right here on maizenbrew.com. My name is Vaughn Lozon and joining me today he has uh, been on the podcast before, but want to bring in our special guest right off the bat, Bryce Merritt. You can find his work over at the Michigan Insider, does stellar work, Michigan football, throws his hat into the basketball recruiting aspect of things from time to time. So Bryce, welcome back to Future Brew. How have you been, my friend? It's been a hot minute since uh, we've had you on the podcast. I've been good. No, uh, it's been busy. Uh, Michigan's again off to a great start. So obviously recruiting's off to a great start as well. A uh, lot's been happening. But uh, like I said before the podcast, congrats, Vaughn, on the new gig for you and Mason Brew. And I know you guys are doing big things over there as well. Well, I, I certainly appreciate that uh, in a public format and just privately. So th- thank you very much for that. I, I really do appreciate it. But the uh, main reason why we got you on today, man, I want to talk about Michigan football recruiting because you kind of alluded to it um, right there is that their season's been very good. They just got the one loss so far. Um, they're, they're in the top 10 in the college football playoffs. So with all of those things, obviously comes success on the recruiting trail as well. And they've put together, uh, in my opinion, at least a, a very stellar class on your guys's. Uh, 24-7 sports composite. They're ranked 18th right now. They've got one five-star and Will Johnson and a bevy of other four-stars and high three-star prospects. That And a lot of these guys started off as lower-ranked guys, and they've just been working their way up uh, the ranks with uh, their senior seasons and, and the camps that they've had throughout the summer, Kevontae Henry being one of my favorites uh, in this class, and, and Mason Graham being another D-lineman on the West Coast. But 
Um, kind of sticking to the West Coast, uh, Damani Jackson, five-star cornerback. They're going after him still. Recently decommitted from USC, did that over the weekend, made it official on his Twitter page. So he's kind of a free agent at this point, but he still plans on visiting USC in the very near future. Visited Alabama, one of his other finalists, just a couple weeks ago uh, for their game against LSU. Definitely impressed him with that performance and that atmosphere that they have down there. But he's going to be in Ann Arbor for the game against Ohio State. Uh, in just a couple weeks' time. So, Bryce, I wanted to get your thoughts and opinions on this recruitment in general, but how important do you think this game against Ohio State is going to be in his recruitment? Do you think a win or a loss uh, will kind of uh, switch the pendulum, so to speak, make or break Michigan's shot with him? And if you don't think it's going to really impact this recruitment. What do you think is going to moving forward? Well, obviously, as you noted, uh, he might be Michigan's top remaining target on the board of five-star out there, modern day um, California. I mean, he's a guy that we've talked about on our other podcast on the Michigan insider. If he reclassified a year prior, he still would pre- probably be a top 10 player in that class. I mean, he's that talented, 6'1", 185. I'm a freak of an athlete. He's a track star as well. He's a guy that Michigan's been on Vaughn for, I want to say, forever. I mean, he took a self-guided dead period visit first to Michigan for that Wisconsin game, and they got smoked. Um, but coming away from that visit, there was much optimism that maybe Michigan led – Maybe they could pick up a commitment even. Um, that didn't happen. Mom didn't make the trip up. I think they kind of wanted to slow things up, kind of wanted to evaluate all their options. He would later on commit to USC, the hometown school. Uh, but USC right now, they're struggling. You know, they just had a coaching change. Dante Williams, who's his probably number one relationship but of any college coach recruiting him um, at the moment, is that interim head coach but again we don't know the future with him um and i think for that situation alone and kind of you know what michigan's done this season along with alabama his other two finalists he just said you know i want to be on equal playing field i want to have everyone on equal footing and i want to look at those three options with an open mind and so that's why he decommitted uh i think michigan's still in a good spot um, right now, I think Alabama's surging, especially after that visit he had to Alabama, which, I mean, that's tough to say no, especially to Alabama, all the DBs they've had go to the NFL and um, all the success, you know, making the playoffs and the championships they have won. And plus Nick Saban, he's obviously one of the best coaches in college football, arguably ever. So there's a lot for Alabama to sell there. But Michigan at the same time, has been showing signs of improvement. They made huge strides from last season to this season. And going back to your original question, I think with this Ohio State game, one, it wasn't even a sure thing he was even coming up on for the game. So this would make his third trip up to Ann Arbor. That's a big deal because we've always said if you can get one of some of these out-of-region kids up at least twice or more, you're putting yourself in a good position to land a kid like that. So that's a big deal. He's even coming up in the first place. But I don't think the outcome is the biggest thing for Michigan. I think they just have to show they're competitive. Because 
you know, in these past few years, it just hasn't been competitive. They've looked like two different different teams, not the same level. And at this point, I think Michigan needs to show they can play with the big dogs and they can compete at that level. And, uh, you know, regardless if they win or lose, I don't think one game and recruiting, it never does affect that much for one prospect. Um, but if they didn't win, obviously it would help quite a bit. So um, I think Michigan's definitely in the thick of things here. Um, I wouldn't say they lead or I wouldn't say they really trail, but, you know, right now they're making a good effort. And that's because of the foundation they laid down with all the relationships from the commits with Will Johnson to the coaches and to Jim Harbaugh um, making a strong effort in this recruitment. So this has been an all hands on deck recruitment. Michigan's been doing really well surging here, um, but at the same time, Alabama has as well. And then you can't discount, you know, the hometown team, USC as well. They're still in there as well. Yeah, USC is certainly still in it. He's planning on visiting there as well. But yeah, I I kind of agree with you. I don't think like the win or the loss is going to determine the where Domani Jackson ends up going for the next, uh, let's be real, probably three years. He probably won't stay a senior year unless, you know, knock on wood, there's an injury or something. Hopefully that doesn't happen. But yeah, I, I think they need to look competitive, like you said. And I was kind of talking about this with uh, one of my friends the other day, how just kind of being within a touchdown or 10 points or something like that, how big that would be moving forward because the expectations going into the season for Jim Harbaugh and the football program weren't super sky high. I think the over under in Vegas for wins was like six and a half or seven and a half or something along those lines. So they've certainly hit the over on that. And not a lot of people were anticipating that. But specifically on defense, with Mike McDonald, Steve Klinkscale specifically, they've really turned around that defense, and the defensive secondary has been a drastic improvement. I I can't remember uh, one year to the next recently where one positional unit has had such a drastic improvement um, from one year to the next, and the defensive backs have just been outstanding. And Daxton Hill has always been a really good player. Brad Hawkins has always been a really good player, but Vincent Gray, Jamon Green, DJ Turner, especially over the last few weeks has really stepped up their game. And those kind of things are probably going to be sticking out to Domani. If he uh, is, is paying close attention to the way the defensive backs play when Michigan and Ohio state play in a couple weeks here. So um, I mean, in terms of the defense in general, Michigan, uh, the past def- uh, efficiency, on defense. They are at number seven in the entire country this year, um, which I I don't have the stats pulled up in front of me for where they were at last year, but there's no way in hell they were seventh overall. They they probably weren't even 77th, but yeah, I I think the improvements and the way that they play, I I think is really going to play a huge factor with this recruitment moving forward and probably with a lot of other recruitments, uh, especially these higher profile ones, Josh Connerly, um, uh, just being one of the other five stars that they're going after. Um, so yeah, I, I think Michigan's certainly in it. I think Alabama and I mean, your, your colleagues know better than I do. The colleagues who put in these crystal balls for Alabama looks like the Crimson Tide lead as of today at the very least, but recruiting's crazy. And, uh, if you followed, uh, you know, the Daxton Hill recruitment from a couple years ago or the Najee Harris one from, a few years ago, you definitely know that recruiting is a not for the faint of heart and B can change uh, at any minute. So we'll certainly keep you posted on all of that with 
um, Domani Jackson. Um, but yeah, Michigan's still in a decent spot. It sounds like, and they're going to do all they can when he comes to visit for the Ohio state game, uh, in a couple weeks. Uh, why don't you get your thoughts, Bryce, on a couple other guys who recently officially visited Michigan for the Indiana game. And these two guys happen to be uh, a pair of three stars teammates in, in high school, Caleb Webb, a, a wide receiver and Bryce Archie, who is a QB, which that offer specifically kind of uh, piqued my interest a little bit, given that Michigan already has a quarterback committed to their 22 class, and they've had him committed uh, since the summertime. Uh, I believe it was in June. Jaden Denigal had uh, committed after a, a camp setting showing there. So they've had him for a while. Uh, extend the offer to Bryce Archie. Caleb Webb also. Uh, wide receiver is certainly a position of need for Michigan. So I'll ask you about Caleb Webb first, and we can kind of hit Bryce Archie after that. But specifically with Caleb Webb, it, he's currently committed. Uh, to another program. He's at East Carolina is his commitment or his committed school uh, as of today, but he's kind of making the rounds with some of these visits. Uh, he obviously had visited Michigan, officially visited Louisville as well, and has visited Tennessee. And it kind of sounds like he might visit Tennessee again. So the volunteers might be one of those schools to really keep an eye on. But what do you think Bryce is going to kind of, turn the tide in this recruitment. They already got him up for an official visit. What does Michigan have to do to overcome the rest of the competition there? Yeah. So you mentioned Tennessee for Caleb Webb. Um, he's a six, three, I want to say one ninety five wide out down there in Georgia. Um, huge, huge uh, senior season where he kind of blew up on the scene. He's added, I want to say six sec offers. So I know everyone's going to freak out and say he's, Carolina commit why is Michigan chasing after a guy like that well he's starting to rack up the offers to the point where you know people should kind of overlook you know his ranking and maybe even his commitment I think right now it's a good bet to say he might go elsewhere um and Tennessee is one of those schools he really likes Vaughn he's been there twice like I said in the article and I talked to him as well after his official visit to Michigan um following the Indiana game uh that he was going to make an official visit back or going to Tennessee so that would make his third trip. But in regards to Michigan with Caleb Webb, they did a really good, you know, presentation for him when he came up to campus and his parents on what Michigan can offer on the field, but off the field. So on the field, you know, and they're saying, we don't have guys like you that are explosive like he is he's a guy that is a state qualifier in track um he ran the 100 a couple other things there for his track team and again he's a speedster but he's got the height and he's got the frame to go up and get the ball Michigan doesn't have many of those wideouts on the roster right now they're selling him on that potential of hey if you come here you fit a mold of wideout we don't really have on the roster you could be immediate impact player and help us win right away. So I think that's very appealing. And the second thing is off the field, he wants to, you know, major in communications. Michigan has had plenty of, you know, they have a great field there as well. And so I think the degree and also what they can offer on the field is to the point of where he likes Michigan quite a bit. And I think at this point, it for me, this is more of a Tennessee Michigan battle. We'll see if maybe Michigan could get them back on campus, but they knocked it out the park for their official visit when they got him up with his family 
Um, I know he really enjoyed it. And so at this point, they're going to keep pushing. Uh, and yes, it was a later offer, but at the same time, I mean, you could see the interest when he got the offer in late October, followed that up with official visit in early, you know, November. So he didn't waste any time. He was excited to see Michigan. Uh, Michigan definitely exceeded his expectations. And now, you know, we'll see where things go. Now, when it comes to his teammate, quarterback Bryce Archie, uh, I, I found this this offer very intriguing just because, like I said previously, they already have a QB committed in this 2022 class. And under Jim Harbaugh, they haven't taken two quarterbacks in one class. And they tried to a few cycles ago. It didn't work out. And it's not usually a position where you take more than one guy. Um, it, Bryce, I just want to ask you, because I, I, I'm not so sure if Michigan should take a second QB just because of who they've got uh, kind of waiting in the wings in 2023. And it's never, uh, you know, it's, it's never like a lock by any means, right? They're still going to have to recruit him. But Dante Moore being that five-star in-state guy, in the 23 class at the QB position. They're in great shape with him. Seems like it's going to be a Midwest kind of uh, recruiting battle between Notre Dame. Michigan state is certainly one to keep an eye on there. Ohio state is a school that he really likes as well. But just with that in mind, do you think Michigan should take another QB in this cycle? And, and with who they've got currently on campus, Cade McNamara very well could be back next season. He's played very well down the stretch of this 2021 season. And you've certainly got JJ McCarthy waiting in the wing. And you, you just, you at that point, you're going to have uh, five scholarship quarterbacks. Uh, just, I mean, depending on what happens with Alan Bowman, I guess, but uh, he, he's still with the program as well, but you'd have a ton of QBs uh, in the program at that point. And if you're Dante Moore, I don't know. Like if I'm Dante Moore and I'm looking at Michigan, I see all those guys in the QB room. I'm thinking, well, maybe I should reconsider some of these other schools that are trying to go after me where I could probably start as a true freshman or, or perhaps my redshirt freshman season. So wanted to get your thoughts on that, Bryce, uh, what Michigan should do moving forward with the QB position. And do you think they're in a really, really good spot uh, with Caleb Webb's teammate? Yeah, so Bryce uh, Archie, interesting kind of recruitment in terms of Michigan because he wasn't on Michigan's radar. It was Caleb Webb, um, and they just happened to be watching his highlights, and they were curious to who was throwing Caleb Webb the ball, and it happened to be Bryce Archie, his quarterback, high school teammate. So that's kind of how he emerged on Michigan's radar um, at the same time with the quarterback situation, Vaughn. It is interesting because, you know, you – they have they haven't extended really an offer to any quarterback other than Dante Moore for next cycle. Um, so they're putting all their eggs in that basket. But at the same time, you know, let's say you don't land him, you have to, you know, one be okay. Who do we go from here? And if you can't really find any, you got to have quarterbacks, especially with the transfer portal, such a prominent thing now in college football you ha always have to have bodies, you know, it's like offensive line. You can never have too many offensive linemen or defensive linemen. I think that's the same, same thing with quarterbacks. I mean, you know, guys could come and go, but at the same time they can get hurt. I mean, you look at Michigan's 2020 season, Vaughn, they were down several quarterbacks to the point of where they were looking to start their third string quarterback, maybe even fourth. So, you know, you want to have guys there for sure. And with Bryce, 
I mean, he's a guy, again, just like Caleb Boeb, who's been having a fantastic senior season. Um, and I think his skill set's unique, too, because not only can he play football, he's a baseball player to the point of, I mean, he's getting college scholarships for baseball. You know, he's a star shortstop and pitcher. And, you know, I've heard stuff, too, where he could potentially be looking at baseball as an option at the next level in terms of maybe the MLB draft. And he's that sort of prospect on the diamond as well. So intriguing prospect there. But, you know, if I'm Michigan, they want to make sure all their ducks in a row. And at this point, I think extending that offer doesn't hurt their chances with Dante Moore because he's not afraid of competition. He knows how good he is and he knows regardless of the quarterback room, he can come in and he can win it. I think he's that good person. I think he's the number one quarterback in his cycle. That's just my opinion. But with Bryce, you know, Michigan didn't lay out the red carpet on this official visit when he came up with Caleb Webb for that Indiana game. Extremely impressed. He had a great time. His family was up here as well. Um, And at this point, I, I really like Michigan's chances with Bryce. It's a matter of, let's see, you know, Again, the other thing, too, people have to understand is this second quarterback and this new offer and, you know, possibly taking two quarters, two quarterbacks in the class. This shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. I mean, Michigan had a flirtation with Justin Martin, the quarterback who committed to UCLA, the four star quarterback out there in L.A. Um, and they were ta- he was in their top three. Michigan was so. This should be nothing new. They've always been kind of looking at two quarterbacks. Now, was it ever going to really happen? We weren't sure. But with this new offer, it kind of shows that, hey, I think they're pretty serious about taking two. I don't think they're going to force it, you know, if they can't get the right two. Um, but they definitely like Bryce, and they wouldn't have extended an offer this lady if they didn't like him. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist. And if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. Yeah, most certainly. I mean, they've been, like you mentioned, going after a few quarterbacks in this cycle, uh, certainly and going all the way back to uh, the early portion of the cycle when they were uh, swinging and missing on a lot of their top prospects uh, on their board. But yeah, I mean, it, it certain, certainly shouldn't be a surprise to anybody that they offered another QB, but I, I certainly, uh, you know, the, the eyebrow raised just a little bit just because I, I didn't anticipate them um offering another kid, especially one that they uh, offered the teammate of uh, a wide receiver, Caleb Webb, who they had just offered as well. Want to get your thoughts as well on another recently offered prospect, Bryce, and his uh, name is Ethan Burke. He is a 2022 defensive lineman, just offered him back on Friday. 
Uh, really interesting profile here at uh, six foot seven and 225 pounds. He's from Austin, Texas. Uh, he's an 87 ranked, which is a three star on your guys's uh, grading scale on 24 seven sports. Doesn't really have a ton of other offers. He's got Utah, Texas Tech and Baylor. So he's got those offers, but then also Army and Air Force. So he has the opportunity to play football at those schools as well. But at 6'7", 225, that is, whew, that, that's a tall guy for a, a defensive lineman. You, you don't usually get D linemen that tall. You would probably expect that to, to be like a, a left tackle. But uh, 225, he's certainly too small to perform on the offensive line probably. But I uh, actually had the chance to talk with him uh, earlier this week, and he had mentioned to me that Jim Harbaugh was the one who personally extended the offer to him, had a good uh, conversation with Coach Harbaugh, and they had talked about not only the program, but the opportunity to potentially visit for the Ohio State game. So he told me that he's thinking about uh, visiting that weekend, and he thinks he's going to be able to visit that weekend. So some really quick work on the recruiting trail for Michigan, uh, offering Ethan Burke, being able to get him interested enough to travel all the way from Texas to uh, the state of Michigan to uh, probably freeze his ass off and watch some Big Ten football. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but he has those other offers in hand as well. He's not going to sign his letter of intent until February. So Michigan certainly has a lot of time here to work this one out. And uh, I mean, from the sounds of it, this would probably be uh, the last game that he would be able to see in person since it's the last regular season game. It would at least be the last as a recruit being able to visit uh, a game. So wanted to get your thoughts on Ethan Burke, Bryce. Uh, like I said, they just offered him on Friday. So this is a really recently offered prospect, very developing. And uh, he's not ranked on the composite, but is a three-star 87 on your guys' uh, ranking on 24-7 sports. So wanted to get your thoughts on him and uh, just, the, just how interesting you think it is that they're offering uh, another defensive end uh, this late in the cycle, and does, does that kind of spell the end for some of the other guys that they've been uh, kind of recruiting uh, along the defensive line in this 22 class? No, no, they're definitely going to be chasing, you know, still their top targets at that position. Um, but they see, you know, Ethan Burke as a true defensive end in this defense. They love his length, um, his skill set to get off blocks. Uh, and, you know, Vaughn, it's funny because we just talked about Bryce Archie being a fabulous baseball player. Well, Burke is currently committed to Maryland, I'm pretty sure, for lacrosse. So I know he's a standout um, on the lacrosse field as well. Uh, but in terms of his football skill set, he's a guy who's got the length, size, and ability to get off. Uh, he's got that motor. He's got, you know, good finishing ability to get to the ball and carrier and wrap him up and take him down. And he's got that potential that he he just oozes it where I can see why college, college coaches are wanting to see more of him. And so once his senior season film came out, I think that's when his recruitment started to take off because they're just like, this guy is, you know, a diamond in the rough. And it shouldn't really come to a surprise because, for many because I've looked at this cycle and especially in last cycle of, with COVID pushing back, you know, film, some – some states didn't even have football last year. Some guys, you know, they kind of missed a lot of games because of other circumstances. So with Burke, 
he's kind of fallen under the cracks. Um, and he's the guy now that's, you know, he's got his film out there. Coaches finally could see it. And that's why you're seeing guys move up. I mean, you look at, you know, Mason Graham, he was committed to Boise State, Michigan, jumped on him. He committed and now he still has, you know, Oregon and USC and other schools after him. You got Colston Loveland from Idaho who shot up the rankings. He's a four star as well, tight end out there in Idaho. And he still has Auburn and Arizona State chasing him as well. So the coaches have done extremely good job with their evaluations, identifying guys who maybe they don't have the offer list or the ranking to back up, you know, some of previous, uh, previous year cycles, but these guys can play. And Jim Harbaugh has found some of these, you know, guys, diamonds in the rough, like Asana Haskins and Ronnie Bell, who they weren't the highest rate in their class, but they might be some of the best players Michigan has on their current roster because they are just true football players. And they're guys that fit the mold of what Harbaugh's looking for. Ethan Burke is that, He's a, just a true football player. I think he's a guy who Michigan was very intrigued with his film. They wanted to see more of it. Once they saw even more, um, it didn't take long for them to offer. Like I said, I mean, through two, 10 games, he's registered 40 tackles, 10 for loss, seven sacks, um, nine more quarterback hurries, six passes knocked down at the line of scrimmage, and two forced fumbles. So for a guy who's played football, and he hasn't played football a ton, but for a guy who's still, you can see in his film, very raw and new with technique, um, he just oozes potential, Bond. And he's the guy that Michigan obviously loves um, enough to where they were going to extend offer. And like you said, I mean, anytime the offer comes from Jim Harbaugh himself, that speaks volumes. That's kind of how much they view him. I think he's a guy very much that they view as a potential top target and uh, I don't think they'd have a problem if he decided to join this class as well. Yeah, certainly recruiting a few other defensive linemen along with him. Deion Walker, obviously, they've been going after for a really, really long time. Don't forget Juco uh, Jeffrey Mba as well, uh, who is, according to you guys, the number one ranked Juco uh, prospect in this class who Michigan is very, very high on. They love his potential and he's had a great season at uh, the junior college level. Joshua Joseph's also being uh, another defensive lineman. They continue to recruit in this class. Want to get your thoughts on one more guy here, Bryce, and and we'll let you go. And we appreciate you hopping on the podcast. Miles Pollard, who I I didn't expect to have to uh, conversate with you about him but here we are, man, because he he's been committed to Michigan since July, has been very locked in to this class, has helped the uh, other recruiting efforts for the Wolverines. He's the uh, 6'2 cornerback from Ravenwood High School in Tennessee, the three star. He took an unofficial visit to Auburn this past weekend. Luckily, Auburn, much like the uh, Atlanta Falcons against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, blew a 28-3 to lead uh, to Mississippi State and ended up losing that game. So uh, if you're a Michigan fan and you're listening to this, you're probably ecstatic that that's the game that Miles Pollard saw at Auburn. But just the fact that he visited Auburn in general, it kind of it, it, it's got to be at least a little bit concerning um, just because Auburn was one of the schools that he had uh, in his top list before he committed to Michigan. He officially visited them over the summer as well. 
uh, along with Michigan, who he also went and saw on an official basis uh, in that June period where most prospects take official visits for. Uh, so what's your level of concern here, if any, Bryce, uh, about Miles Pollard going to visit Auburn this past weekend? Because it, like I said, I mean, it's it's always never a good thing if a committed prospect goes to visit somewhere. But he's, like I said, been really locked into this class, uh, is very committed and uh, it has formed a good bond with a lot of the other commits in this class. So uh, there's there's always some concern. But I think with this one, there's just uh, a little less than what some other prospects, you know, it, like if. Another prospect, like, for example, if Will Johnson went and visited somewhere, obviously he's your top prospect in the class. I'd be a little concerned about that. Um, But uh, as far as Pollard goes, I'm not super concerned about this development. I I think he's still pretty locked in. But what do you have to say about this recent development here, Bryce? Yeah, I mean, I 100% agree with you. Anytime a guy, a commit visits another school, that's never a great thing. But in this, and you got, but here's the thing, you got to look at every situation or every scenario or case differently. And this is one where I look at differently. He's been pretty locked into Michigan ever since. He's been up to campus uh, several times to Ann Arbor, and he's been very vocal in terms of trying to get other guys to Michigan as well. So I'm not saying people should overlook the visit to Auburn. But at the same time, I'm not going to lose sleep that he took the trip there. I know Jim Harbaugh and staff have always, since he's been to or since he's been at Michigan, have not, I guess, held guys to the standard of, you know, if you're committed, you know, do not take visits. That is not allowed, blah, blah, blah. Um, You know, he's encouraged it. He said, listen, you know, Michigan offers the best of both worlds. And if you still want to see other schools, that's fine. But you're not going to find anything better than Michigan. And so I don't see any. You know, other guys have taken visits in this class as well to other schools during this process. I don't see this being a huge deal. Like you said, Vaughn, I mean, for Auburn to blow that lead, that probably wasn't the greatest um, game from the sea as well. So I think, you know, I think he is expected for the Ohio State game. I have to double check on that. But I think he's expected to come back um, to Ann Arbor. So I'm not, like I said, losing sleep. He's a great player in Michigan's class. I think he's a guy that's overlooked personally. I think he's better than his ranking. And I think he's a guy that with Will Johnson and we'll see who else they can get in that defensive secondary. Um, he's going to be a star for Michigan in years to come. So, no, I wouldn't lose, you know, sleep for Miles Parler, uh checking out other schools, especially Auburn at this point of, you know, his recruitment. Yeah, I completely agree with you that he's been overlooked. Uh, not only just by the rankings and uh, other schools, but man, I mean, at number 462 on the composite as of today, I, I think that is just criminal. Uh, I don't know who you got to talk to to change that, Bryce. I don't know if you've got any pull in that whatsoever, but if you do, uh, he's certainly one of those guys. And Kenneth Grant being another one that uh, I, I am just in love with, with the uh, defensive class that they've got going on here. Um, they've got a ton of talent, uh, especially defensively. I really, really like what they've got going on on defense and it really kind of counterbalances what they've had, uh, in the 21 class with a lot of the guys that they got on offense with Donovan Edwards, JJ McCarthy, uh, Andrell Anthony is looking really good as a true freshman as well. So, um, it's certainly a good compliment to that. So, uh, Bryce, 
Any departing thoughts before we let you go, man? Any any bold predictions about anything or just anything you want to talk about in general? Uh, not really. I think uh, this is a class that um, I'm excited to see how it finishes out because I know right now, like you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast there, um, in the upper teens kind of ranked now for us. I don't see them ending there. I think they're going to add a couple more pieces to the class. I'm curious to see if they dip into the transfer portal as well um, eventually, because I feel like every school does that now uh, every year. But, yeah, I, I think it's going to be interesting. Some of these guys, to see how they play out. I mean, Zeke Berry, he's a safety out there in Concord, De La Salle in California. I think they look really good for Jimmy Rolder, a linebacker in Chicago, um, Illinois. I think they look really good for as well. So, I think Michigan fans should be tuned, you know, excited for a big finish. I think, especially with how the season has played out and with this new coaching staff and kind of the energy they've brought to the recruiting trail, Michigan could really uh, make an impact where I don't think some fans or maybe pundits are seeing them or expecting them make, you know, when this class finishes out on signing day. So stay tuned is what I would say for sure. Yeah, certainly stay tuned. There's there's plenty more to come with this class. Um, you know, they've they've got 17 commits as of today. I certainly don't expect them to have 17 uh, a month from now when the early signing period kicks off here. So, lots still to sort through. And Bryce certainly appreciate you hopping on, my man. Uh, you can go check out his work over at the MichiganInsider.com. Uh, Bryce, where can the folks follow you on Twitter if they haven't done so already? Well, I mean, if you guys really want to follow me, which it's not a big deal if you do or don't, but it's uh, it's at my Twitter handle, which is Bryce, B-R-I-C-E, and then Marich, M-A-R-I-C-H. I occasionally have decent takes, I would say, um, and I'm a decent, you know, recruiting reporter for Michigan, so hey, if you want to follow me, go for it, but I would say follow everyone on the Michigan Insider we have a great team over there, and uh, we got a lot of great stuff coming up as well in the weeks to come. You certainly do, and, and there's you're, you're nothing short of modest, Bryce. I, I can't believe you saying decent reporter, decent Twitter. I mean, come on, man. I, I disagree with that entirely. He's a 10 out of 10. Certainly go follow him, and like he said, all the other guys over at the Michigan Insider, they do killer work on the recruiting trail and they, they cover it. Uh, it's the best in the biz. So we certainly appreciate all that you guys do. Certainly appreciate you hopping on Bryce and we appreciate all you folks out there in listener land for tuning in to future brew. And you can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. Give Mason brew a follow. If you haven't done so already on all our social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you name it. We're probably there. And uh, be sure to leave us five-star reviews and all that good stuff. We would certainly appreciate that as well. For Bryce Marich, I'm Vaughn Lozon. We'll be back next week with another edition of Future Brew. Thanks for listening.